Hello and welcome to the Our Dad Stamps podcast. My name is Pete West and I've spent half a lifetime collecting stamps and more than 10 years buying and selling them. In these podcasts I want to share some personal stories, tips and tricks that I've learned along the way and maybe encourage a few non-philatelists to take up this fascinating and absorbing hobby. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, welcome once again to another edition of Our Dad Stamps podcast. Today, we're going to cover the second part of the Errors in Stamps podcast. Last week, I covered overprint errors, inverted errors, colour errors, and omissions in stamps. And today, we've got a few more to talk about. And the first one I'm going to start with, I think, is possibly the most common error that you get in stamps. And that's to do with the watermark. The watermark is a mark that's laid into the paper when the paper is actually produced. In the early days, all stamps were printed on watermarked paper as a security measure. And within the British Commonwealth, they all contained some sort of crown. And certainly during the 20th century, they were all crown CA in various formats. The CA standing for crown agents. And what happens with the watermarks is it's not easy to see a watermark. You can see it if the paper is held up to a very bright light most of the time. But when you're dealing with the printing process, it's not too difficult to imagine that the paper can be put in upside down. And so you produce a stamp with the watermark inverted. It's also possible for the paper to be put in sideways in some circumstances. And you end up with sideways watermarks on the, on the paper. And even cases where the paper has, or parts of the paper, has missed being watermarked altogether. So you get stamps without any watermark on them. And all three of those varieties, as I said, are quite common, but do add value to the stamps. So is the watermark the first process when you create a stamp? You've got a blank sheet of paper and the first process is to watermark that first piece of paper. It actually comes before that. It's when the paper is actually made, liquid is poured into a a sheet and within that sheet is laid out basically bits of wire that that make up in as i said in the british commonwealth stamps it makes up a picture of a crown with ca in it so the watermark is actually made at the time the paper is made so the watermark is on every single stamp it was originally in fact it can be a bit complicated and this is where you need you really need a good catalog because In the very, very early days, some stamps didn't have any watermark. And then quite soon, all stamps had watermarks. But as other security measures became available, things like fluorescent paper and phosphor paper, they stopped watermarking paper. And probably from, certainly in the UK, from about the 70s onwards, the stamps were on just ordinary paper from then on. It wasn't watermarked at all. And what is the purpose of the watermark? Is that sort of a way to ensure it's an official stamp? Is that the purpose? Yes, yeah, it's a security measure. So if somebody wants to go about forging the stamp, they have to try and forge the watermark as well, which is not easy. So what took over as the security measure once the watermark stopped being used? Well, as I said, they use phosphor imprints on the paper or fluorescent paper. 
and nowadays there are lots more complicated security measures that make it really difficult to to copy. In all cases, though, it's there to try and prevent fraud and forgeries. The second type of error I'm going to talk about today is along the similar lines to, to the watermark, and it's where the wrong paper is used for a stamp. Now, that does sound a bit strange that, you know, paper is paper, but there are instances where a certain set of stamps was produced on Crown CA watermarked paper. However, a few of the stamps were printed on the wrong paper and the watermark was different. So you get a a series of stamps that are on one particular type of watermark. Um, However, a few of the stamps within that set are printed with a different type of watermark. And that's purely because the wrong paper was picked up. And that happened in the postage due set from Malta that had multiple script CA watermarked paper. What that means is that the crown is the same, but the, the CA is written in script font and it was replaced with paper where the CA was written in block font. So there's a big difference between the, the watermarks. Rather sounds like the people making these stamps need a bit of a checklist to make sure they've got the right paper, the right watermark, put it the paper in the right way. I'm pretty certain they do have a checklist, but like everything, they're probably under pressure to produce these things quickly and, and mistakes happen. However, if they did everything perfectly, we wouldn't have so much fun when we're stamp collecting. So we're generally glad that these things happen. The next type of error that I want to talk about then is perforation errors. Originally, with the Victorian stamps, the paper wasn't perforated. As we've said in previous episodes, the cashier at the post office had to physically cut out the stamp with a pair of scissors. But as processes progressed, they eventually came up with machines that could perforate the stamps in advance and made it much easier to separate them. However, these machines can go wrong. And as we've already found out, people can make mistakes with these machines. And you do get stamps where the perforation is in the wrong place. Obviously, the perforation is supposed to be around the four edges of the stamp. But if the sheet isn't lined up properly in the perforation machine, then you can get perforations going through the middle of the stamp or slightly above the bottom of the stamp. And there are plenty of examples where you've got part of the bottom of one stamp and the rest of the top of the stamp within a perforated rectangle. So how do you make the perforations then? You've got your, I imagine, the bottom plate with the printed stamp and then some other plate must come down and punch tiny little perforated holes, in theory, to make the individual stamps. Is that... That's basically... like a, a giant hole punch, That's but basically very, very the tiny. system, yeah. Yeah, there's a machine with lots of tiny little holes in it and they punch holes into the stamp. So basically, uh, if those two plates aren't aligned precisely and the paper's not put in precisely then you're going to get those perforations through yes, the centre of the stamp that's for true. example. Okay. And it's generally done in two processes. The vertical perforations are put in first then the papers turn around and the horizontal ones are put in second. So of course that gives more opportunity for errors as well. That's certainly one to look out for and as well as perforations being in the wrong place there are also examples where the perforation hasn't worked so you get an imperforated stamp that should be perforated they're generally worth quite a bit more. Not only could it be an error or a fault with the machine, but it also can be where a sheet didn't get put through the perforation. So you get a whole sheet of imperforated stamps. And like we said before, you'd have thought that would have been picked up before it got out. 
And certainly when the cashier wants to sell a sheet of stamps, he's going to notice that they can't just tear them apart. However, these imperfect stamps do get out into the system and they do exist. So that's a further thing to look out for. The next thing to look out is rather a strange one. It's where they put the wrong denomination on the stamp. Now, you think that's going to be virtually impossible. It is something I needed to look into to understand exactly why or how it can happen. Because a threepenny stamp is going to be a threepenny stamp and the design of the stamp has got the value in it. But what has happened with these is the postage rate changed after the stamp had been designed. And in some cases, after it had been designed and printed. And this happened with the Christmas stamps of 1988 of Great Britain. When the stamps were produced and printed, the the postal rate was 13 pence. However, between that date and Christmas, the rate went up to 14 pence. So the post office was left with either nobody's going to want to buy a Christmas stamp because it's not enough to post the letter, or they're going to have to change it all. And they decided to recall all the 13 pence stamps, which hadn't actually gone into the system, hadn't actually been sold yet, and changed them to 14 pence. So all the sheets of 13 pence stamps were recalled at what cost? I've no idea. They printed a whole new lot of 14 pence stamps to release in time for Christmas. However, what they forgot was they'd also made a load of presentation packs, which is a special pack with extra information about the stamps. And the presentation packs had the old values in them. So a whole load of presentation packs went out with the wrong value on the stamps. And they are still around and and worth considerably more than the normal stamps, which are almost worthless, to be honest. So let me just get this right. (laughs) Yeah. So in the UK in the 1980s, they produced a Christmas stamp. Okay. Which to me would have made quite a lot of work. So I should imagine it was quite a fancy stamp with probably a bit of gold on it. And then they decided they were going to introduce a price increase. They decided to go ahead with the price increase, which to me was, I think, probably the first mistake. Just just delay that and use the stamps you've got. But they didn't do that. They decided to recall all these stamps. Presumably then they were going to, in their mind, they were going to destroy them or something. Yep, they were were recalled and destroyed. Must have been quite a high-maintenance project, getting all those stamps in from the various post offices etc and then producing at a rapid pace a new set of stamps yes that's basically in in a nutshell and it does seem a, a crazy idea i totally agree christmas stamps generally come out about october time so you'd have thought they could have waited a couple of months and then put the price up. I mean, I would Whether have... there was some crisis in the post office at the time and they desperately needed the rates up, I have no idea. This does seem to be an expensive mistake. I mean, I would have thought for something like a Christmas stamp, they probably work on the design for a Christmas stamp a good few months. Mm. For example, we're recording this in September. I'm sure a lot of Christmas stuff is hitting the shops now as soon as kids go back to school. So you would think the designing of the Christmas stamp, and often they hold competitions, don't they? They've done in the past that's, that's certainly happened, yeah. Christmas yeah. stamp. To get that competition done or to get the designer, the artist to actually produce the stamp has got to be done a lot of months in advance. So I just cannot see how delaying the price increase 
but they went through all this very high maintenance and very expensive project of, of getting all this these stamps back in. I mean, that just seems bonkers. Yeah, it, it does seem crazy, but it happened. And, uh, and this was 1988. 1988, yeah. So have you got we any need... of these stamps? Not with the wrong denomination on them, no. We need to interview the uh, Postmaster General of that year just to see why he made that decision, I think. (laughs) Yes, I'd love to know the rationale of thinking on that one, yeah. Okay, whilst we're on the ridiculous, the next category of errors is equally bizarre and equally hard to understand. And it's to do with design errors. And this is where somebody designs a stamp, it's accepted by the post office, it goes through all the processes, it gets released... And then they realise there's something wrong with it, wrong with the actual design. And this has happened a surprising number of times. I cannot wait (laughs) to hear these stories. Okay. The most famous one, I think, is happened in 2010. So it's very recent on an American stamp forever series, which, which they produced over several years. There was a picture of the Statue of Liberty, the face of the Statue of Liberty on the stamp. And the stamp was produced, it went to print, it went out. Three months later, after thousands had been bought, somebody realised that the picture of the face of the Statue of Liberty was actually of the Statue of Liberty in Las Vegas, not the real (laughs) Statue of Liberty. Um, Is this a true story? This is a true story. This is a true story. This is a true story, yes. So you have a stamp with the fake Statue of Liberty's face on the front. So there is a stat. I've never been to Las Vegas. There is a statue, apparently, so a yeah. copy of the Statue of Liberty in Las Vegas, and that face is different to the face on the real Statue of Liberty. Yes, I mean it's probably only minor differences, so you'd have to be pretty sharp to find it. But of course, somebody is going to find it, and uh, yeah, that was discovered. As I said, it, it was about three months after the series had been on sale, so. It wasn't just a minor error, it was quite a major mistake. Well, I have to say, after this podcast, I'm going to research this story <laughs> because I want to see what the face of the statue in Las Vegas looks like as to the difference of the one in... Yeah, uh, I've got a couple more of these yet as well, so <laughs> bear with us. This is my favourite so far. <laughs> in 1932, which may be a bit more acceptable or understandable, should I say, a stamp of the Philippines had a picture of the Pagsarigan Falls. I hope I've pronounced that correctly, which is apparently in Philippines. But it was discovered after the stamp was produced and sent out, it was actually a picture of the Vernal Falls in California. So it wasn't even in the right country, let alone the right falls. (laughs) Are you sure these are all true (laughs) stories? This isn't an April fall that you're doing in September. No, no, no. There is another one that's quite well known as well of, I think it's Roosevelt, Franklin D. Roosevelt is signing a document of some sort and he signed it with a six-fingered hand. (laughs) (laughs) So it's all good fun and I do know, I don't actually know the person, but I do know there are collectors out there that search out these mistakes and, and make their collections solely based on mistakes that have been made on stamps. So there's a considerable number. Well, I, th- I think that is absolutely brilliant. Um, I have to say my favourite is the Statue of Liberty. Uh, and one last one which happened very recently in... Oh, you saved the best for last. In then. the UK in 2019, so it was only a couple of years ago. Great Britain were producing a, a set of stamps of D-Day 
to commemorate the 75th anniversary of D-Day. They were black and white pictures of the landings on the beaches in France. And there was a whole series, I can't remember, I think there was about eight in the series. And the post office decided they would do a publicity campaign before the actual stamps were released. And so they showed the public what these stamps were going to look like, when they were going to be released, and how proud they were of the stamps. And almost immediately they were inundated with calls from people that said, one of the stamps is actually of US troops landing on the beach in Indonesia, not <laughs> of the D-Day landed. And they had to issue a grovelling apology and recall all the stamps that had been produced of that particular denomination and reissue them. So uh, it's hard to believe, but mistakes like that are still happening today. So keep your eyes peeled on stamps. You never know what might turn up. I, I think what's been really interesting about this podcast, we've talked about watermarks. We've talked about perforations. And in the other podcast, the previous podcast, we talked about the actual producing of stamps as in the process. But this one, where you're actually getting the image so wildly incorrect, I think is just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and in the process of producing a stamp, it's not just an artist draws it and off it goes. It has to get approved by various odd people at various odd levels before it is is ever even printed and then once it's been printed, it's then looked at again and again. So you would think these things would come to life, but uh, as we've seen, they, they don't. So out of these stamp errors with the images, what's your personal favourite? I think the one where the waterfall's in the wrong, not even in the right country, probably is up there. In their defence, in 1932, I wouldn't have thought there were that many people that had been to the Philippines and certainly not visited the fall, so... Maybe they could be forgiven for the mistake, but uh, yeah, I still so think that's a good what, one. what year was my favourite? The Statue, Statue of Liberty? Liberty was 2010. Right, so, so quite quite recent, quite yes, recent. Yes, 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 yes. So. so anyway, that just about wraps up. I don't think we can top those errors, so I, I think it's probably time that we stopped there. <laughs> well, I have to say, I personally didn't think stamp collecting could be so interesting, but this has been brilliant. Good, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And as I always say, stamp collecting is fun. Anyway, thanks for listening and listen out next week for another edition of Our Dad Stamps podcast. I'm not sure we can make so many jokes in the next one, but we'll see what we can do. Well, Pete, I think that's been a brilliant podcast. Thanks very much. (laughs) Okay, thanks everyone for listening. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and maybe you've learnt a little too. I would love to hear from you with your tips and stories. I can be found on Facebook and Instagram as Our Dad Stamps, as well as through my online shops at eBay and DevCamp. Listen again next week for another episode of the Our Dad Stamps podcast.